Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 131, Herb Lab, Kratom on Trial. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free street rich integrated health clinic in Eugene, Oregon. We are at 501c3, so you can send your donations to occupy-medical.org. Candice Hunter Creations. Candice Hunter Creations, family-centered herbal practice and health coaching practice. Check it out at www.candicehunter.com. Hunter Creation, graphic design and website design, getting your marketing ideas out to the world. Visit them at huntercreation.com. And Ace High Heat Graphics, a great resource for fundraising your next event or group. Contact them for custom imprinted t-shirts at acehighheatgraphics.com. And the, is it the Journal of Foundational Herbalism, published by the School of Eclectic or the Eclectic School of Herbal Medicine. But that Mr. Easley's got so many interesting names for his stuff. He does, yes, he yeah. Does. So. so you can find them at eclecticschoolofherbalmedicine.com. All right. And uh, we have a couple of events coming up. Sue. Yes, yes, we do. So do you remember from the our Mount previous show? Pisco? No, no, the I Mount don't know. The Flower Festival. The Flower Festival Pisco. on May 20th. Yep. 10 to 5. 10, 10 to 5. And I will be leading a medicinal herb walk at the Flower Fest- Wildflower Festival at 11 o'clock. So people can meet us there. And it is free to Mount Pisgah Arboretum members. And I think it's like five bucks or something like that to people that aren't members. But I always suggest becoming a member because that gives you a Lane County Public Park pass to any of the, including the beach and et cetera. And the, from the places. coast to the mountains. Yeah. That's right. Coast yeah. to the mountains. So that's nice. And then there's the foundation. Uh, no, there there is not. There's not that foundation. There is an institute for a traditional roots conference, which is happening in Portland that I will be speaking at as well. I think I'm speaking twice. Edit. There's like a case study thing, and then I'll be talking about herbs for mental health based on some of the clinical stuff that I do at Occupy Medical, and that's May 13th through 15th up in Portland at their natural uh, met the naturopathic uh, college right there and near to downtown Portland. Yeah. Okay. And the other one that we haven't mentioned yet, but we probably should, is um, the Free Herbalism Project is coming up. It'll be May 6th. Thomas Easley and Missy Rose will be the speakers. Herbal Nerds Society. Herbal Nerds Society. Yeah. It's right yeah. here on my list. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'll have to cut out that big blank lens there. Anyway, <laughs> Herbal Nerds Society is our final and big sponsor. Um, for four ninety nine a month or $49 for the year, you get access to 200 articles on the Practical Herbalist that the average visitor never sees. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are exclusive articles, and it's a lot more in-depth than some of our other articles, and we do refer to them with other articles that we have for the general public. There are There's a lot of information that also includes some of the Let's Talk series, where we have these little, uh, I don't know, 10, 15-minute interviews that's just available for the Herbal Nerd Society members about specific coffee and everything. Specific coffee? Hi. That's one of them. <laughs> That's one of them from making a perfect cup of coffee to how stealth, stealth microbes work. There's a whole bunch of different topics. And remember that we conduct the Herbal Nerd Society as a like a monthly way to get to know herbs one at a time from a variety of different uh tactics i guess mm-hmm. it is so plus the herbal nerd society members are the coolest herbalists in the country that's right yeah so, it's, it's hip to know. be an herbal nerd yep 
On our previous show, we had a great interview with Michael Tierra about Kratom and some of the um, the legal stuff that's happening. What we've noticed uh, in the last maybe month, month and a half, it just seems like every other day there's there's another story, another news thing, whether it's uh, deaths associated with Kratom or salmonella with Kratom or uh, scientists in the DEA saying that it's linked and it's an opioid or whatever. And it just seems like there's this public case being developed by the federal government to, to class it as a Schedule One drug and make it unavailable to uh, people that it can really help. And today's show, we're going to really reflect on that and talk about some of the articles that have uh, been put in the press lately uh, and kind of discuss and give our opinion on a lot of it, uh, but just kind of debate a little bit of what's going on with Kratom and why is there why are they vilifying this particular um, uh, herb? So with that, and here your ho- now here are your hosts Candace Hunter and Susier Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter and I'm Susier Lupe and, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. It doesn't seem like there's a day that goes by that I don't see something on Kratom. It's almost like uh, in the last few weeks, it's been more outbreaks to Salmonella, Kratom. So, of course, what that really says is in our headline sharing culture that you're going to get food poisoning for Kratom. And what they're really saying is they've traced it to a specific vendor in Missouri. Oh, did they? Yeah, and it's their thing. They finally traced it to yeah, someone one specific? Of the, yeah, and I'm not sure exactly what article we have here, but it's one of them. It says that the product that um, was causing it was from that uh, batches yeah. in, in this. It was a natural herbs uh, provider or vendor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't speci- – you, know, you, you don't find that unless you go deep into it. So uh, like we've talked about in many shows yeah. previous, you see that, that headline, click share. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. sure. and so it starts to move like wildfire. It'll give you salmonella, but in fact, there are salmonella cases or food poisoning cases that are reported every single day, mm-hmm. and that they... I've never seen the FDA say you shouldn't buy spinach because you could get salmonella. Right. Even right. though lots and lots of people have gotten it from spinach. Right. Yeah, they're usually it's very specific about who the pro- <clears throat> the provider is, what yeah. lot it is, et cetera. And, and the way that they blasted this one out was very irresponsible. I thought it really looked like they were just targeting that particular herb. And there does need to be more regulation when it comes to these plants that are coming into the country. I'm not sure where this particular vendor got it from, but I would feel much better if things were tested for salmonella generally. Yeah. And in sure. the herb field, they generally are. You know, if you yeah. get something from one of the standard herb companies, whether it's, um, I don't know if I should start naming off these companies, but Gaia Herbs or Herb Farm, they do have labs and they are testing for those things yeah. and that is that is required. But I don't know what's happening when things come through the mail, which yeah. is the way a lot of people are buying Kratom. Yeah, there's so many sources that you could potentially go to, and it's hard to tell which ones are reputable and which ones aren't. Yeah. There's a lot of word of mouth. I mean, like Michael mentioned a couple, and there's he's mentioned a couple in the um, the webinar that he did on mm-hmm. YouTube. There's a few mentioned there, and there's probably more really good sources where people are being quite responsible. Mm-hmm. But for every good one, there's one really crappy one. Yeah. Where That's people sure. are being, you know, it's being adulterated or it's just being handled poorly. Or, yeah. You know. Irresponsibility happens and, you know, no matter what kind of laws you put down, it's very difficult to stand 
and with that, but to put us uh, at least put a bar up for people to try to right. reach for, you know, that's the whole reason why we have laws in the first place. And uh, that reflects on the entire industry, like the kind of things that we're putting in our mouth in general. We should- yeah, there should be testing across not just Graton, but like everything that comes yep. into our country. If, you know, if you're going to test one, you really should be testing them all. Yep. Because, you know, there's equal chances of exactly. problems. Well, that's what they're saying on the article here is, you know, is Kratom really linked to salmonella? Uh, they were talking about, you know, how would a dried herb have the salmonella on it? Because right. you typically you're going to get dried, it from, yeah. you know, herbs, alfalfa, something else. Yeah. So they were really thinking that it's connected to a possible type of mold that can get onto certain types of herbs in production. Mm-hmm. And it Order could be yeah. coming from Southeast Asia as part of that. Mm-hmm. but. Sure. This uh, variant of salmonella is found in lots of different things as well. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying, and they're not necessarily saying that they found the strain either that, that did it, but I'm, not, I'm also not saying that it's not possible. It just seems highly suspect that with everything else that we're hearing in the last you know, six weeks that suddenly this comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they're yeah. really trumpeting it. Right, as yeah. you know, and they're latching on to it because I think some of their other arguments aren't holding a lot of water with people. Right. So now they're going to make it a, a food safety issue versus something else. Mm-hmm. So right. another, another, yet another agency getting involved and trying to, you know, come at it from a different, you know, flank it from another side to try to yeah. weaken the idea behind it. Really, so. what it comes down to, I think, is that our government is trying to force people to be paying through for standard pharmaceutical style pain Mm -hmm. relief rather than allowing people to find the best way to pursue happiness themselves. I mean, it seems unconstitutional to outlaw a plant that clearly doesn't have the level of danger. Right. You know, I mean, I can understand perhaps why opiate poppies might be outlawed, although I even sometimes wonder about you can grow them though. But yeah, but I can I can understand the theory of why. But yeah, you can grow them. You can so grow. You just can't. You just can't uh, scarify them and and harvest them for harvest the resins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can definitely grow it as an ornamental. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. you can. <laughs> and I have seen them in many mm-hmm. a yard. Yes, yes, indeed, they are pretty. But, so yeah, we've gotten or I've shared like this is big a big herb in the news almost. Um, episode because there was such so much that we've we've found um you know, whether it was actually playboy actually had a really good article on it yeah you know. it was actually one of the best articles i'm you know almost embarrassed to admit yeah. well remember we do yeah. read it for the articles yeah yeah, right, sure. yeah. So, i definitely read that one for the article right playboy kratom the drug that scares government for all the wrong reasons by michelle uh, Janikin, yeah, J-A- Janikin, Janikin, Janikin. Sorry for butchering your name, Michelle. Uh, J-A-N-I-K-I-A-N. This is March 9th, two thousand eight article. Yeah, it was well researched and a well written yeah, article. Two thousand eighteen. What did I say? Two thousand eight. Oh, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> so this okay. is very current. Um, you can get it on their website and you can read about it. Um, <laughs> it's a well written. Uh, does both sides of uh, the discussion, but at the end of the day, it's basically talking about how most people are trying to shoe um, opioids to to help them get opiates. through. Opiates. Okay, so let's. Here's another. Opiates. Here's another lovely thing. They're calling it an opioid, 
Right, but it isn't. It, 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 it isn't. really isn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's got some molecular structures in it that are opium-like, therefore opioid, which means opium-like. Right. Well, they're but not. It sounds an awful lot like opiate, right. which means actual opium. Right. You know, which and it it's doesn't either. Yeah, mm-hmm. which you know, the words themselves become almost synonymous in you know the discussion, mm-hmm. even though they're technically not. But how many of us listen that carefully when talking? Well, and it's when frustrating you, when you say it so often, back and forth, mm-hmm. um, the word starts to run together as far yeah. as what its meaning mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And it and it, it it is very different chemically. If you ha- ever have a chance to check out Dr. Chris McCurdy's work, he's been looking at kratom for a long time. His background is in uh, pain medication. That's he's a chemist, yeah. a plain old fashioned chemist, but yeah. that's been his specialty. And pretty soon we will have an article, uh, some research that he is just getting the uh, peer review on right now, and it'll yeah. come out pretty soon. But his his take is it's not it's not an opiate, it's not an opioid. It attaches to the receptors in our brain, just mm-hmm. like um, cannabinoids and some of the other things attached to different specific receptors in our brain, which is how it works. But that doesn't mean it is, that doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's addictive. Just mm-hmm. like, as I've said many times before, cheese and spinach also attach to the same parts of the brain. And I do not know of any legislation to make cheese illegal. Well, certain cheese is. Certain, certain cheese is illegal. Right. And, okay. and, and you can't, you can't you know, sell unpasteurized cheese in the U.S. That, that's so, very yeah. true. But not yeah. because of the effects on the brain. <laughs> right. The, the not yet. Yeah. Because of the, the mind-bending mind experience of a really of good, good breed. breed. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or the mold on the blue <clears> to <throat> make you see things. Yeah. No, it's not that at all. No. No. Just give you lovely breath. I uh, think I, I'm thinking, and, and correct me, ask, ask, let me know if this is how it kind of works. I'm thinking it's similar to saying sage contains phytoestrogens and phytoestrogens do bind to some of the same receptors as estrogens do. But it's not an estrogen. Yeah. Sage is not an estrogen and it's not going to cause you to develop particularly feminine qualities because you take sage tea every day. Mm-hmm. It will just, if anything, block excess estrogens. So for women who are have estrogen dominance, it may be helpful for that. Right, to help with the progesterone. Right, but it it blocks those receptors. So if Kratom is doing the same kind of thing and you took Kratom along with an opioid, what would really happen is the Kratom would block the body's ability to make use of some of the opiates. Depending, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I know that... it's taking up some of those chemical slots. One of the things that that guy, Chris... Uh, Dr. Chris McCurdy said is that he does not, according to his research, he does not recommend combining it with other no. supplements. Right. It's like they're, you know, you supplements or, or other medications or other medications. Correct. Right. Well, supplements or yeah. medications. Yeah. yeah so vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, that would be a no. So you shouldn't be taking it with your extra vitamins. Well, or I other think he was herbs. thinking of other pain controlling herbal yeah. supplements. Herbal supplements. Okay. Like for me as an herbalist, yeah. when I'm helping people with their pain control, I'm giving them a number of different things, Jamaican right. dogwood or different things like that to kind of hit yes. the, the vast. Right. Well, and you're probably addressing other aspects, like you're looking for herbs that aren't anti-inflammatory or mm-hmm. that will increase or improve digestion so right. that they can absorb better. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the interesting thing, you know, we, we've talked about 
Kutam and the, and the painkiller side of things. And that's what everyone keeps to focusing on is this mm-hmm. idea that it, that it kills pain or deadens pain, if you will. Um, yeah. But the other part of it is that at small doses, it's stimulating. So you here you have this one plant that at both sides of the spectrum, it can do two different things depending on how it's dosed. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some people take it, yeah. like for instance, where it was used, or it's been used traditionally, they'll chew on a fresh leaf <clears throat> to, you know, give extra stimulation, make them work, you know, they work longer in the rubber, you know, trees. Like we saw that show the other right. night, the uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia mm-hmm. about, about Kratom specifically and, and how they, you know, how they use it. Yeah. The one fellow that he <clears throat> was interviewed on there. So he he showed how you just take one single leaf, he chewed it for literally like three seconds and spit it out. And he's like, that's all you need. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. There's barely anything. You know, yeah. so on the other side of it then, of course, is like, you know, the bars and, you know, on, on Bushwick and whatever in, 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 in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, where they actually yeah. have kava bars and they yeah. actually serve croton drinks. Yeah. You know, you know, teas and cocktails where they go there specifically for, you know, that. And a friend of mine talked about it being as a kind of a warm blanket feel. Yeah, when you when you have a little bit more croton than the smaller dose, it's just kind of a kind of a comfortable blanket, yeah. but it doesn't cloud you out. You're not, you know, no, it you, calms you down. Yeah, it calms it you down, but it doesn't it doesn't cloud your thinking. It doesn't make it doesn't incapacitate you. It doesn't. There is no couch lock. No, none of that. I mean, you can't, I mean, soon you and I. What's couch lock? Well, seriously, really, girlfriend. Okay, are you so, trying? Well, are you saying okay, I'm so, a social misfit? Yeah, okay, you so, got it. You so, got it. Just tell so, me what the word means. With some people, and I'm one of them. When couch I, lock. I'm going to just spell it out. Couch lock is when you take marijuana and you find you can't get out of the couch. Oh, okay. It, it just really you're you're just stuck. Yeah, body, your body's on your body on idle. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've been permanently paralyzed to the couch for Not a while. Permanently, no. you've had couch lock. Permanently paralyzed. The You're still trial. walking. No, permanently that night. Like he couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so you, I've are, seen you and I, you and I, on our our particular or our, our previous show that we we talked about Kratom, we mm-hmm. actually took it. We took it. Yeah. We started the bit. show with the proper dose, mm-hmm. and we and we five we, grams, right? I think even think it was a little less than that. Might have yeah, been two we or three. And we and we progressed um, through the show, and by the end of it, in fact, that day you had back pain. Yes, yes. Yeah, you were hip you issue were really was bad. Not happy. And, and we we got it, and and we we took it, and I was like really. I mean, first of all, it's very very bitter. I mean, this is not something yeah. you're going to take and just enjoy it. Enjoy, I tried enjoy the it. tiniest of sips of it, and no, it was yeah, so it's bad. really really it bitter. Nasty. Yep. So uh, through our scowls, we we drank it and. By the end of the show, I mean, I felt, you know, I felt nice and comfortable. It was fine. You know? Yeah, my and, hip and no longer hurt. Yeah, you mm-hmm. said your hip no longer yeah, hurt. So, which is nice. And, and that it was lasted, just, I remember that lasted like through the night for you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you like, actually had a good and, night's sleep. Yeah, which was really nice. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Now, you said that, that you had had a headache the, the next morning. Yep, I did. And would you have gotten the headache with coffee, you think? Uh, yeah, if I don't – if. Because I drink coffee every day, uh-huh. and if I don't have coffee for a certain amount of time in the morning, I will get a coffee headache. Okay, so I am so, susceptible to that. You know, Kratom yeah. being a, a relative family, family yeah. that I could see there could be that that sure. that, yeah. kind of that connection. Um, but that was the interesting part is I didn't feel like um, I couldn't go drive a car, I couldn't do my work, I couldn't I could just do whatever I wanted with that small amount. Now, 
I wouldn't I normally... was the stone cold sober one and I didn't feel like I was going to be taking keys away from either of you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, so there was I, no you know. yeah, there was no yeah, there was no slurring, there was no I can't I can't stay awake. There was mm-hmm. you know, now, no if that way... had been cannabis, I would have been like give me your keys people. Well, if it had been cannabis, <laughs> like we, well we would have giggled to half the thing and we would have, you know, yeah. it would have been different. It would have been a different mm-hmm. podcast Very entirely, different. you know. Yeah. Uh, so that was our experience with it and 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 and, and listeners if you'd like to hear our experience with Tom that's an herbal nerd society podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Actually, <laughs> it is. So, yeah. I took the rest of it and turned it into a salve. Yeah. Which was a did. really interesting application to that because a friend of ours did that. You use that salve mm-hmm. who, yeah. who um, is prescribed painkillers right. from the yeah. VA. Like the heavy hitting, the heavy hitter. He has like, he had boxes of them and he's like, I can't take these. No, I don't want to bad for them. Yeah. So he did that and he actually said he had really positive results with that. Yep. Yeah. I did too. And I found I was using it on my hip again, uh, which is my, my Achilles, my Achilles hip, (laughs) but, uh, I didn't have any bad repercussions from it. Like I didn't have any headache or anything. It was just that just concentrated to that one area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Topically, it seems like it's probably very promising. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, one of the things, so we, they've, 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 they've attacked it from the, the food side of it. They're also attacking it from the mortality side of it. Mm-hmm, right. Claiming now, I, the new number that I had seen recently was 40 plus 44. deaths. 44. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And an interesting, and I, I, I'm trying to remember the word that Michael Thierry used, is that in not one of those instances does anyone come out and said, Quartam was the factor. No, it's right. always associated. It's associated. And that is that mm-hmm. one keyword that gets glossed over because, yeah. again, it's the headline thing. Right. Yeah. Quartam, da 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 da, deaths. That's all people see. Right. Right? Yeah. right. So they're building that case again. In most of these cases, if I'm not wrong, there was. Um, There's was, other things. Adjuncts that were in there. Yeah. There were the other drugs that were in there. Mm-hmm. And so you admitted that a couple of them had fentanyl in their system. Right. Yep. You know, so it's not. It seems a little bit more logical and likely that the fentanyl caused right. the death. Which has or, a long history of killing people. Yeah. Right. Or the heroin or the whatever right. else it is they had which in their also systems. Had there, yeah. I think, uh, the Nobody le- noted the spinach or the carrots they'd also eaten. Right. Or the yeah. McDonald's hamburger. Or the Coca-Cola uh-huh. or, the or whatever Coca-Cola. else they might have had in their system yeah. that are associated with. I mean, they yeah. were driving that thing. Could driving be associated with deaths too? Yeah. And the yeah, sun did shine. Things. So maybe too no. much sun exposure. So I think that's the idea that, okay, we want to make this uh, press worthy. We want to build an argument. We want to mm-hmm. get you know, the powers that be behind it. And this is killing people. Okay. So you're talking about killing people and it's 46 deaths since they've been tracking this. They think or been looking for it. Over what, the course of 15 to 20 years? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So the newest studies that just came out, the newest numbers uh, was in a recent NPR article. There were 115 deaths a day Associated. from prescribed yeah. legal Clearly attributed opiate. to opiates. Yes, opiates. Clearly. At, so yeah. when you're talking about in a given month, what, 100 times 30, 3,000 people dying and- mm-hmm. And those it. things, those things should be Schedule One, right? Well, you know, I mean, if they, they're if they think that kratom should be Schedule One, then all the opiate prescriptions should also be Schedule right. One, right? If they're saying they clearly all it does is is take care of pain, well, that's all. Uh, that's the only thing that pain medicine does too. Yeah, you know? what is fentanyl for? 
Well, it's for pain. That's what I used to do when I had my heart surgery. Exactly. And I was grateful for it then because recovering yeah. from heart surgery wasn't super fun. No. It was nice to have that little no. prescription in my body. but And that's the part where I get angry because it it is great that we've got access to opiates when mm-hmm. we need them, that we've yep. got fentanyl and similar drugs when we need them. Yeah. Why are they going to try to take away the not so heavy hitters to which we should have access when we need it? Mm-hmm. You know? Start small. Man then progress. Right. You know, if you are taking Kratom because you're you're trying to um, help yourself or you're prescribed by an herbalist that says, hey, you, this might be a, not prescribed, but suggested mm-hmm. that this might help you with, with pain management that's not going to have an adverse effect. And if it doesn't work and you have to go to that next level, then that's there. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's prescribed by a physician yeah. and then that person will help you uh, navigate those waters because yeah. getting off of this stuff isn't always, yeah, you don't just those. shut it off. I remember my yeah. dad, he had to wean off. Yeah, mm-hmm. My dad was, pre- was prescribed morphine right. yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, And he had to slowly wean off of it and he yeah. had to go through a program to do it. Yeah. And it's um, not a pleasant experience. You don't have no. to wean off Kratom. No. You just stop you taking just it. just stop yep. taking and it. And there are You there may are have a day or two where you two have some days, yeah. withdrawal-like symptoms, like a headache. Or if, mm-hmm. depending on the Maybe. amount that you're, that you're taking. Maybe. Um, some yeah. people get the, it, depending on how much you're taking, you know, some people get the itchy skin sensation. Some people just get the headaches or um, they'll, like, the it, with everything that is uh, attached to opioid receptors, including cheese, it's constipating. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. you talk to anybody that's been, ever been on heroin. They're like, "Oh, that first poop after getting off of heroin, that was horrible." And yeah. that's true for, yeah, you know the the um, kratom too. But then, you know, once you can start pooping, there you have it. <laughs> so, so if we look at, at the, that's not bad. It all comes no. back to the poop. It no. all comes back to the poop. And keep in mind, I I have literally walked people through getting off of pain pills mm-hmm. and heroin and things like that. That's part of my job. So I'm not just speaking out of my sleeve here it's it's a real life thing but yeah also tylenol for for folks that have liver problems they mm-hmm. cannot take tylenol right so having an option like kratom that's a really nice yeah a really nice possibility for them and i you know i think we have to also make that distinction too between um recreational right and medicinal just like mm-hmm. marijuana has it yeah. runs in both camps mm-hmm. you know and yeah. neither of them are bad no, no, yeah. they're just no. They, no. They're neither, neither of them bad. It's it's just a matter of, for instance, um, you know, I was interested in uh, Michael Tierra's discussion on all of the other things that it can help with, like diabetes. Like mm-hmm. diabetes. I didn't know it controlled um, blood sugar. I wonder blood sugar is anti, yeah. anti. It's an anti-inflammatory. Yes, I didn't realize that. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, geez, I have osteoarthritis in my knee. I wonder if that would help. Yes, <laughs> you know. Arthritis. So maybe I need to get that salve on my knee. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No. So yeah, I, I've been seriously thinking you know, about getting my getting my pound. Right. Getting our getting our pound or or two. No. Um, and I, I that, that really interested me uh, about, about that. And I and I know and I have friends that that take it recreationally. And you know that that's the first time that I had encountered it was on a disc golf course. Right. I'd never even seen it before. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this in our previous podcast. Yeah. And I and we were all having beers because that's what yeah. we typically do on disc golf is we have you know beers. Mm-hmm. And but this one guy said, "No, I, I don't drink beer, but I do kratom." And I said, "What's kratom?" And he gave me this whole yeah the whole thing. He informed you. Informing, mm-hmm. and, and um, I think I had a sip just to just to yeah. taste it. I was like, "Oh, 
No. Foul. No, 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 foul. no. Foul. 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 <laughs> so Stick foul. It was, yeah, no, it, was, it was something I wanted to do. But it was interesting. After that, he had introduced that to me. Then suddenly I was hearing it everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. know, it was like now it's available, you know, not only at head shops, but you can yeah. find it. Uh, but you can find online. it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can find it at convenience stores and gas yeah. stations. Locally here anyway, where you'll be driving by and say, we have Cortana. Now, I don't know if I want to buy. Remember Michael said buy from a reputable vendor? Yeah. I just yeah. don't know. It's like I don't want to sure. buy my really good cigars at the convenience store. I'm not going to the 7-Eleven yeah. for Kratom or sushi. Or sushi. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm or probably going to avoid that. So mm, Yeah. <laughs> that is a good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, yeah, you just don't. You, mm-hmm. you just don't. It's, yeah. You just don't. So um, the interesting thing, I think, out, out of all of this is that we keep seeing it in the news and they keep building the case. And I, and I think, you know, Michael said – in one of it, in one statement was that um, it's really about big pharma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is right. all coming from, from that. I mean, like yeah. he said, it is a cash cow. They don't care if it's, I don't believe they really care whether it's sold illegally prescribed or whatever. I don't think they, they could give a rat's patootie about that. As what soon as somebody said that Kratom was good for getting people off opiates, you were like, oh, big pharma was like, oh my God, we got to get rid of that. Yeah. Right. Because we don't want people off of our drugs. We want them on our drugs and on more of, of our, our drugs. drugs because mm-hmm. that's how we make money because yeah. we're publicly traded and that's what da, 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 and we need the profit. Yep. Profit, yeah. Profit, profit, profit. Yeah. And that's why we need healthcare for all. Well, well, the pro- profit out of healthcare, you know, and, and yeah. we've said that many times, and uh, and uh, you know, bargain. I don't know what the um, opiate problem is, the the prescription opiate problem is in other countries. I, I don't know that, but I do know that uh, today I was listening to a TED Radio Hour uh, podcast, and uh, they were, and I didn't know that Portugal had done this. They had a huge heroin problem fifteen years ago, and they legalized all drugs, mm-hmm. and then they took that money to um, help with the societal issues that were causing the drug use. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a study. It's a harm reduction program. Right. And, yeah. and there's a study, uh, psych, uh, psychological study was done this in the seventies uh, regarding rats. And maybe so you've heard this one, mm-hmm. um, but they, but what they did is they, is they provided water to rats. They provided water that was just fine and normal. And then they provided water that had cocaine in it mm-hmm. and heroin in it. And when they deprived the rats of community, of food, of other things, and when the rat's life basically became miserable, then they went. That's when the, they went for that water. The the, cra- the laced water. The laced water. Mm-hmm. When yeah. when they didn't have that, when they had community and they had everything else, they never went to it. They they never yeah. went to that. They weren't interested in tainted water unless they were utterly miserable. And another interesting thing that if you bring that from rats to mm-hmm. say humans, yeah, um, during the Vietnam War, the um, the number of GIs that were using opium in Vietnam was staggering. Right. And they yeah. were very concerned they were going to bring back 250,000 opiate addicts or opium right. addicts uh, to the U.S. Funny thing happened on, on the crossover to the Pacific. Most of them stopped cold turkey and there was no problem. Wow. Because yeah. their life had changed. Everything surrounding their yeah. community, their people, everything yeah. around them had changed. So again, we come to that rat idea, that rat experiment. Now it's to people. Right. So the book, The Hungry Ghost, which is based on those kind of studies to talk about how addiction really is just a, it's a societal, you know, you raise this culture of really lonely, isolated people, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to take something physically in order to get rid of that human need. You look at people that are centurions, centurions, what's the name when you got people that live to be a hundred and plus? Cent- centurions, I believe. Okay, I yeah. use the right yeah, word. Okay. So. 
that those people, like one of the number one things that they had in common was that they just connected with people. Mm -hmm. They kept connecting. And when you isolate people, put them in rest homes where they're not talking to other people, their mortality goes way down. So it's connection. Yeah. And that's a whole nother, that could be a whole nother podcast on, 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 Elder elder care and treatment in in our country. Oh, that's yeah, that's for sure. You know, um, so I think again, I think it's big pharma. I think it's money involved. I mean, I think you hear Jeff Sessions rail on it. I mean, I think bought and paid for by by you know big pharma. His big pharma friends. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. you know the DEA same thing. This is all money coming in, and there's like, yeah, we got to fight this because this is going to affect somebody's pocketbook. I don't think this has anything to do with anything else. The funny thing, uh, it you certainly know, isn't in care for the American public. No, because no. if I mean, it was, they would be getting rid of the opiates first because they create way more death. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the other thing too that I, I thought was interesting in that uh, Hamilton's pharmacopoeia was that you know they have the science. You know, yeah. the, the universities of Thailand, they they have been doing these studies. Yeah, they have. They, the they've science. shown that it's yeah. not addictive. They've right. shown what it does. They've got the EKGs. They've got all this stuff. Yeah. It's there. So I, I just think it's so funny. I think we were talking before the show, Sue, about how, you know, our country suddenly just builds up these walls of intellectual ignorance. Mm-hmm. When it comes around to what the rest of the world is doing, you yeah. know, whether it's, you know, the drug experiment in Portugal, whether it's, you know, uh, Kutam testing in, in Thailand, whether whatever it is, we figure that no one else in the world can do it like us. So we have to do it our way. Yet there's all of these it's massive. It's always broken. Right. Yeah. We, we always have these. And, and there's, yeah. there's case study after case study from other countries. It's like we don't believe what they do for some reason. Right. We have that with a lot of herbs, actually, where studies that come from other countries aren't respected by our medical public. Yes, that's true. Even though they'll potentially respect the same groups doing studies on pharmaceuticals. That are also have studies funded in America. Yeah, if we agree with it, yeah, if then we it's agree great. with it, if then it's not, great. then it's like, oh, those crazy Germans, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So in our case, we have this this uh, the federal government trying to um, um, criminalize and schedule one Kratom, uh, and all these other places saying, well, that's kind of silly because mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. do what you say it does, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's actually very valuable medicine, right? Mm-hmm. So. But it's a it's a continuing uh, uh, discussion. I think that if you are on the pro Kratom bandwagon, like I think we all are, then is it the American Kratom? American Kratom Association? Yeah. Right. They have, and we'll put up to make sure I have their website there. They have uh, petitions you can sign. They have uh, uh, boilerplate letterhead or um, letters that you can send to your congressperson. Um, to talk about and to you know, support you there's how there's petition drives that you can get involved in run those in your communities um, and to help keep this particular herb available to all yeah i think it's important that we all kind of keep a watch on this one too because i mean at this point in my life i don't have a lot of pain problems mm-hmm. and i don't you are have, a pain sometimes yeah i can't be one yeah but Kratom Kratom's is gonna not gonna stop, stop that, that. No, no, it's not. <laughs> but i think about where what <laughs> what will i be at in 20 years if, if they decide to vilify Kratom to the point where i can't get access to it yeah i don't want to have to go through my I'm elder years knowing that i only have pharmaceuticals to look to yeah i want the option it might be the pharmaceuticals will turn out to be best at that point sure, but but you want to be I able want to the make option. a good educated choice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um one last uh, closing thought um, with with all of this is um and i had it and i lost it dang it dang it i had it and i lost it it's gone oh well oh well it must not have been that important no it's not so Time to 
Put an herb, herb on, on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials questions or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.